episode one of the Modern Blueprint podcast between you and I. You went through a breakup quite recently. How did you find all of that? Yeah, there was a massive lesson I learned from my ex and it was... How do you feel about vulnerability? I was so sure that I was doing the right thing and then I sat back and reflected and I'm like, wow, okay, that's probably really played with the subconscious of how she views me. Well, I threw the condoms out one time. That was a bit of a, <laughs> that was a bit of a mess. There was this time that uh, she was looking through my cupboards just to find a jumper or something like that. What happened was um, she saw a packet of condoms and, and she's like, what are the condoms there for you, player? And then me not thinking twice, just thinking, oh yeah, like I'm going to show that I'm all in on her and she's, she's the one, I don't need these condoms. So I picked up the condoms and chucked them in the bin. <laughs> And we were just reflecting on it and we were like, fuck, maybe that was the reason. <laughs> and I think the lack of ability to communicate effectively is where a lot of resentment like comes from. If you are creating that divide, it's because you're not communicating properly. If you're being your authentic self and you also know how to communicate, there shouldn't be any reason why someone resents you for that. Hey, mate. Hey, bro. Mate, this is episode one of the Modern Blueprint podcast between you and I. Firstly, congratulations. Put it here. We have a super exciting discussion to talk about today. All things communication. We're going to go into some rabbit holes about communication with uh, your relationships, your partners, what you can do that is good, what you do that's bad, what can affect the relationship long term just by communicating. It's a super exciting, juicy topic and i'm just looking forward to getting into it mate super excited so excited so good i think where we can get started with this is communication as a whole is so important right um i think we both know this and that's why we've put such a priority on making sure we can master the skill of communication but the best part about it is when you master it you understand that the way you communicate to different people needs to be different so the way you communicate to your romantic partner is completely different to the way you communicate to your boss or your colleague or an investor in your business. They're all different conversations, right? And it's super interesting from your standpoint, have you found this tricky navigating where you, you sit in terms of who you're speaking to, being able to change that throughout the day based on who that is? How have you found it? Yeah. Well, I've got like a little anecdote for that, a story. When I, Firstly, like as soon as I got into sales, I like straight out of high school went into a sales role and I was cold calling like constantly. We'd be on the phones from what, like nine to five, five days a week. And <laughs> what you'd find is like after a full day of cold calling, you'd get home, you'd talk to like your significant other and you'd feel like you're on a call. So I feel like one of the most important things is, is like being able to pivot and making sure that you're obviously, yeah, talking differently to, to whoever you are talking to, obviously being your authentic self is important, but just making sure that obviously you're not like mixing the way you talk at work with how you'd speak with your partner or just even your friends. Uh, I think it's so important, but not 100%. I've definitely gotten stuck with that in the past. It's, yeah. it's massive because that happens so much it's because you get so it gets so drilled into your brain on how to communicate because you're doing the same thing over and over again all day as your case you're in sales specifically phone sales where the volume and velocity of calls is extremely high so you're doing the same thing over and over again naturally when you go back into your house with your girlfriend or with your parents or wherever you're at in your phase of life you're gonna push that off to them as well and, and speak about that it's 
it's quite an interesting one. And being able to adapt that based on who you're speaking to throughout the same day, because we're all speaking to different people throughout the day. We're not only speaking to prospects all day. We're not only speaking to our partner all day. So the, the art and mastery of communication really comes when you can change who you're speaking to one after another. A good example in sales is, is obviously being able to, uh, like get, uh, being able to get a sale, not get too pumped, not ride that emotional roller coaster and be able to hop on a call with your boss and just be like, yeah, we got a sale. It was good. I'm keen to just keep going because that conversation with the boss, you need to show that you're calm. You also need to show that you're confident in getting more sales. Whereas when you're ecstatic and really pumped getting a sale, he's going to be like, fuck, that's a rarity. Mm. Whereas if you normalize it a bit, then you communicate that to your boss. He's going to be like, oh, he's calm. This is easy for him. It's too easy. It's mm. interesting. Well, it comes back to confidence as well. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, the way you communicate, I feel like you're always going to communicate best when you're confident in yourself. So it's like, if you're confident, not only in your abilities, but then also just with like who you are as a person, I feel like that translates so much. Like, have you noticed that like when you're, when you're feeling more confident with yourself, like you're speaking better or you're able to, yeah, I guess create a connection. Cause that's what all, like, that's what communication is. It's to create connections, isn't it? So like, yeah, walk me through that. Like, do you find confidence There's, is important? Confidence is a massive contributor to how you come across. There's things you can't fake. Your, your tonality and your facial expressions, those are two things that you can't... The way you're coming across and the way you're sounding are things that are very hard to, to fake. And so if you're not confident, people can see it. And even even when it comes down to being emotionally strong in in a romantic relationship when there's hardships going through a breakup or something along those lines, you need to be able to genuinely be confident and strong in, in, and empowered in your own body and reflect that to your partner. Because as soon as you show weakness, as soon as, as soon as you show that like you're getting affected by that and through facial expressions, tonality, which is a byproduct of your ability to communicate because when you're confident in answering anything they say, you're going to reflect that in your, in your position that you're, you're sitting as well. And so, yeah, it's, it's really important when it comes to um, dealing with like your romantic partner. If we talk about that category for a second, uh, having a romantic partner and being able to communicate them the way that you should, it's a really important thing because I think you can make so many mistakes uh, through through communicating what you think might be right for maybe your boss, but you're speaking to your girlfriend or boyfriend. So it's not the right way you should be communicating. Mm. Have you found any, any lessons? Have you had any lessons in your past that maybe you have done where you're like, and you learn from them and you can go, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I shouldn't talk like that to my girlfriend. To be honest, no, like there's nothing that that's top of mind really at all. I mean, yeah, there's definitely been things that I've learned from, but nothing that I can think of exactly. I mean, you went through a breakup quite recently. So like, sure did. walk us through that. Like, how, how did you find all of that and the well, way you communicated? Well, the reason communication is so important and the reality is, is you can think you're a good communicator until you get shocked by something that you thought you were doing was right in your communication, but it was really wrong. And for me, I've done a lot of sales I'm confident in my ability to communicate and 
yeah, there was a massive lesson I learned from my, my ex and it was me thinking that I was doing the right thing when in reality it was probably a massive contributor to why the relationship didn't work. And I only learned that after the fact, right? After I've done it. And so it was a big lesson. But the lesson was communicating like I was trying to fix all the problems. Mm. And I was so I was so wrapped about in the moment. I thought I was dealing with it so well. I'm like, I'm like, geez, like I, I didn't know I could deal with um, hard times so so well like this. And how could I could make her feel that way and give her clarity on what she's thinking. And here I am like thinking it's the best thing ever. And because she maybe come with a problem and then I would like do what I would do in a sales call, but to my girlfriend and I would isolate the objection and the problem and I isolate the problem and then I would figure out why she's thinking like that. And then I'd like strategize ways she can over overcome that and stuff. And here I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing when in reality, like my job's not to fix her. And as soon as I try and fix her, not that there's anything wrong with her, just as soon as I try and fix a challenge that she's going through without her trying to fix it, it's going to create a big divide in the relationship where someone is the teacher and someone's the student. When you're at school, it's natural to resent your teachers, right? You, you don't really like them. A lot of the time you might get along with some, but there's always something in, in that's with your teachers that you resent and you don't like. And it's because there's a, it's an above, there's an authority divide between, between the relationship. And so that's what happens when you try and tell your partner what to do or you say basically you do this, do this, do this and try and tell them to fix your problems because um, yeah, it creates a, creates a massive divide. And that was a big lesson that I learned. And I was so sure that I was doing the right thing and then I sat back and reflected and I'm like, wow, okay, that's probably really played with the subconscious of how she views me and um yeah i can maybe helping feels like the right thing to do but it most certainly is probably the worst mm. thing you could possibly do exactly i mean is there any like kind of subconscious things that has come about like after the fact like of anything that you feel was a contributor to maybe like the <laughs> way you shouldn't have done it? like well i threw the condoms out one time that was a bit of a <laughs> that was a bit of a mess yeah. um no, I'm, I'm how did that how did that happen i'm completely joking so <laughs> Do you know, I don't know, I have a little bit of a joke around it, like why there could, what the reason was that me and my partner broke up and, um, <laughs> and there was this time, there was this time that, uh, she was looking through my cupboards just to find a jumper or something like that. And, um, and what happened, what happened was, um, she saw a packet of condoms and that was when I was single, I had condoms there. So if I did bring a woman back, I was being safe for the most part. And, um, and anyway, she saw the condoms there and she, and, and she's like, what are the condoms there for you player? And then me not thinking twice, just thinking, Oh yeah. Like, like I'm going to show that I'm all in on her and she's, she's the one I don't need these condoms. So I picked up the condoms and chucked them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just reflecting on it and we were like, fuck. Maybe that was the reason. <laughs> Maybe that's it. And it was unanimous too. Like as soon as you said it, we kind of just it was like looked a wake at each other. Like light bulb. Oh we were like, god. oh my god, that's the reason. <laughs> I mean, it, it's obviously not like it's definitely not the reason. Um, it was just a, it was a joke, and 
and learning a lot about the subconscious mind and how much of a role that that plays is is something that after this breakup I had a massive transformation in terms of my knowledge I expanded my my knowledge on this on the topic of relationships and um, the subconscious mind and how it, it plays a massive role and that's just a characteristic of uh, or a trait that that maybe they might adapt and subconsciously they think that you're dependent on them or you don't have other options and so you're all in on them in a sense it's like you can't get anyone better and like we were just joking around throwing out the condoms does not (laughs) end a relationship but we were joking around and saying that like that could have been a contributing factor she could have looked at that and been like fuck like what he can't get anyone else maybe he's dependent he's relying on me and then like subconsciously she might have looked at me differently not the case but something funny to, yeah. to talk about. Well, to digress just a little, um, you obviously went through a breakup recently. Like, is there a certain way that you, like for people in, in your shoes that have gone through that, is there a certain way that you think they should do it or certain ways they shouldn't go about it? Like, or, or what you did even? Like, what? Yeah, well, it's so funny because when you reflect on my previous, my, my recent breakup, I am so shocked with how I dealt with it. And when I reflect on it, it's not just the way I dealt with it after go- going through the breakup. It's it's all of the things that I did leading up, all the ha- characteristics and traits that I developed and, and mastered within myself that allowed me to move on a lot quicker. That said, you can go through a breakup and still heal from it if you haven't experienced something like it before and you're really shocked. But I was really blessed and fortunate with all the bases that I had set in my life so that I could move on a lot easier um, some things is some tricks and tips that I did straight away is the first thing I did was recognize what happened, recognize that the breakup has happened and it's happened for a reason. And the last thing I did was have hope that, oh, we're going to get back together. It was more of recognizing what happened, appreciating what happened and seeing all of the good from that happening. So never looking at, oh, like, this is so bad that the, like my life's like going to take a spiral downwards from here. It was more of looking at, okay, what did I learn from that relationship? What did that person teach me? What standards did that person teach me? What like, like what are all the amazing things that she has done to me that even though we've broken up and she's not going to be my life partner, like what can I learn from that so I can create an even more amazing me off the back of it? And so that's what I did. It, t- it went on a journey of self-discovery where you you find all of these things that were so amazing about that person and they helped you during the time you are with them and they're going to help, they, they've helped shape you into the person that you're going to become. And so that was the first step. And then once you recognize that and you sit back and go, holy, I could have looked at this so negatively I could have blamed it all on her, but I took all the ownership and I took it as an opportunity to grow. It's the most powerful feeling because you go, wow, she was amazing for me. And the fact that the breakup has happened, I would have never recognized all this growth if we were still together. So then you turned this this negative situation into a really positive and amazing, inspiring and uh, yeah, awesome outcome so that's it have you had some breakups at all that you learned from massively and and you you were very grateful that the breakups happened yeah 100 percent. one was definitely and like this comes back to 
obviously we know that like the condoms wasn't the sole contributor but just like even the fact of like the all the all in like going all in on something i think can be great but if you do it to like if you do it in a way that you express that you have either no other options or that like i don't know that that yeah you're you're desperate like that's always going to come across as like something that people aren't attractive to, attracted to and i mean like even in one of your videos that you um that you made quite recently which i really liked was the fact that it, it's something along these lines where it's like the voice inside your heart can the strangle. voice inside yeah. it, you let the voice inside the noise inside of your head strangle the voice inside of your heart yeah that was the that. that's the line yeah because it kind of comes back to like how your insecurities can affect the way that yeah others perceive you but then also yeah the way you express yourself and it's like if you can come across in a way that like you're being your fully your your full authentic self like they're going to understand that if you're authentic and you're not coming across that like they're your only option and that like there's there's no one out there for them like obviously that's a lesson that that i've learned from and i think yeah just being obviously confident in yourself enough to yeah just know that there's like i guess more fish in the sea as as cliche as that sounds is a super important lesson yeah well, well a lot of the time it's funny like the insecurities doubts and fears that you have within your mind is what affects the relationship as a whole it can affect the you you getting closer to them it can affect your sex because you're in your head as opposed to being present it can affect your like it can affect so many different areas of the relationship and the crazy part about it is it's not a mutual feeling so it's not like the relationship is affecting it it's your own thoughts that she can't even like hear that's affecting it and she might a lot of the time she might be trying to love you give you everything but then you're not allowing her to come in. You're building these massive walls that she has to try and break down as opposed to just building a door that she can, that's unlocked and she can just open it and come mm -hmm. straight into your heart. And so I think there's a lot of barriers that can affect, um, yeah, a lot of barriers that can affect the relationship unintentionally. You're tr you, like what you want and what you do is is different that's mm. the whole thing where it's like you're letting the insecurities dictate your actions as opposed to dictating the actions with your true authentic self and that's when communication comes so important um because you need to be able to be open with what you feel and express vulnerability but then at the same time as as a man you you need to you need to express vulnerability not as a sign of weakness as a sign of strength and then still be able to show your mission, show your passion, show your drive outside of the relationship so that, because that's what attracted her in the first place, right? She, there's a lot of all characteristics that attracted on the first place and you need to make sure that you can stay and maintain that person while you're in the relationship. So her attraction to you stays the same or if not gets better, but then also you can really grow together when you have no barriers and insecurities that are holding you back. Mm. How do you feel about vulnerability? Because a lot of people say that, like, to be a masculine person, you shouldn't be vulnerable with your partner. Do you, yeah, like, what's your view on masculinity and whether you should show your vulnerability? Well, I don't think vulnerability and masculinity are, uh, are, opposite, are opposites. 
I think maybe that can get misconstrued because vulnerable, like masculine maybe and and weakness could be like could be op- opposites, but vulnerability can be a sign of strength a lot of the time. Um, being vulnerable allows that you have the confidence to express what you're feeling. And you can express what you're feeling in a way that is powerful. If you're non, if you're all von, if you're just all vulnerable and you're just a sad, not a like just a, an open sad mess, that's not a that's not an attractive thing for the most part, right? It's because it's like you can't, you need to be able to show your ability to be weak and not weak, be vulnerable, but then also show your strength so that she feels like what the platform she is standing on is strong. Mm. She feels that when she leans on you, you're not going to fall over. So you need to have that, that balance. And I feel like the real, the real masculine is when your, your spectrum of, 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 strength and weaknesses as wide as possible you can be extremely strong but you can be extremely vulnerable as well and then the wider that spectrum is the more of a powerful man you are because you can you can experience both whereas if you're just strong they might be intimidated by you there's a great analogy of um of of like a type of a lion when you look at a lion it looks so majestic and gorgeous. It looks so like the nice hair. They like it just looks so amazing and cute and beautiful. It it looked from afar, <laughs> but if that thing's in the same room as you, that thing's not beautiful. That thing's scary. Yeah. And so if you're a lion, which is just all on this side, none of this, then that is not attractive. That's scary, and the the girl's gonna be scary, scared of you. Sorry. It's like, it's a, it's a really cool analogy, but yeah, you don't want to be a lion. Cute from afar, beautiful from afar, but when you get close and personal, you're not, it's not, not your friend anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like yin and yang. I mean, balance is so important. I guess like one thing with that though, like while we're on the topic of, of vulnerability, so, and this even ties back to communication because communication can just be even the way that, yeah, you express yourself. It doesn't have to be as explicit as yeah, the, the way you, you speak. Because, like, yeah, just with that, like, when you're showing your vulnerability, I think one of the most important things is, like, yeah, if you're a masculine man, like, be vulnerable occasionally. But, like, if you're showing that vulnerability, like, your partner needs to see that you still have that masculine side. I think that's so important because, like, at the end of the day, like, if you show how vulnerable you are, like, you still need to have the same essence that that she knows that you used to have. Like, for instance, what she was attracted to when she first got with you, or whatever it is, vice versa, if it's guy or girl, either can be masculine or feminine, it doesn't matter. But, like, one really important thing to show that is, like, if you're showing your vulnerability, like, I don't know, you do it at night, you're, you're talking through how you feel, and, like, you're being super vulnerable. I think, like, the morning after, it's so important that you get back on the path that you're on and you get back to your purpose. Because as soon as she sees or as soon as he sees that you're not demonstrating all that, yeah, I guess mas- that masculine side which comes with sort of strength and like finding a mission, staying on, staying on your path, I think that's when all attraction's lost. And yeah, that just comes back to the way that you communicate with others and if you're not showing that vulnerability, but then also that strength as well. Yeah. You're not but on communicating the fl- effectively on the flip side. 
when, when you when you talk about the feminine and and how the woman needs to have that fe- feminine the woman needs to have that feminine aspect and not take on board too much of the masculine it's the same there needs to be a divide for the most part there is some there is some relationships that that work when they're when they're balanced in terms of the it's even split but for the most part most guys need to have a chick that has a lot of feminine traits and most chicks want to have a guy that has a lot of masculine strengths and so it's being able to recognize that they there needs to be polar opposites and in gay relationships as well for the most part someone needs to have more feminine traits someone needs to have more masculine traits and so for the girl it's like encouraging your woman to have girl time like go and hang out with the girls and not just be with me the whole time because you need to be able to keep that feminine stuff because the more we hang out the more of each other we're going to rub off on each other and so you need to keep going back let the guy go and have time with the boys go to the pub go play some pool go on a little boys trip let that those things happen because that's going to strengthen as long as there's trust in place that's going to strengthen the relationship because the guy's going to be able to maintain his masculine and the girl's going to be able to maintain her feminine. And it's so important to have that divide. And that comes back down to when, uh, if a guy's doing too many feminine things, the girl is going to start having to take on board some of the masculine traits. And then that divide is going to start getting more even and even in terms of their split of masculine feminine and that's when things are going to crash because the the guy's not going to feel like the the woman can provide in terms of her feminine traits that he's attracted to and the girl's not going to think that the guy's going to be able to provide because he, she's going to be onboarding so much of the masculine traits and and activities that he should be doing so it's like finding mm-hmm. that finding that split is mm-hmm. so important and they'll just end up resenting each other like you you see that all the time um yeah when when like it doesn't doesn't really matter like what your role is just as long as you know what that is and it's like if you know what your role is within like your family or whatever dynamic it is i think it, it makes it a lot easier to not resent the other partner um and what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on when you go through a breakup say the say the woman or whoever uh initiates the breakup how do you think the other person should react or maybe it's not the breakup just yet it's on the fence the initial conversation of i'm not sure if this is going to work comes up how do you think the other person should should react and what are some things that they might do that will uh, reaffirm that the break that them thinking the the other person thinking the breakup's the right thing to do or will make them question if it's the right thing to do. What are some things that they can do? Do you know? Well, I think it's very important to realize that it's not important to make your partner question whether it's the right thing to do. Because it's like, at the end of the day, if that's what they feel is right, then let them do it. Like, give them that space. Because <laughs> whenever someone's coming to you with a problem, and especially if they think that the problem's stemming from you or, or the relationship that the two of you have, it's like you need to be as understanding as possible because like you need to put yourself in their shoes. If you're <laughs> like, if you had any doubts, like if there was anything that you're unsure about with that relationship, like if you felt that your partner 
was trying to talk you out of the way that you feel like that that's like never the right thing to feel and you never want to feel like that so yeah i think like the most important thing to do is to just be understanding give them that time and just yeah realize that like it's not important that you need to just fix that little specific issue but that yeah obviously do your best in that relationship like be the person that you feel is your authentic self but like if they're not coming to the picture it's not something that they want to pursue like fine yeah i guess the relationship has to go go both ways it's like you can love them as much as you want but if they don't love me I don't want to be with them because it's like, it's got to, it's got to go both ways. Like I think, I think when that conversation arises, the most mature way to go about it is expressing how you feel. And I've got a lot of DMS recently, people in this situation and it's really relevant. And and the main thing I come back to them is express to, to them how you feel, get open, say, look, I love you. I want to be with you. But at the end of the day, like what I want is for you to be happy. And if I'm not making you as happy as you want to be, then us being together is not the right thing. And so what you're doing is you're expressing your feeling and you love your love to them, but then you're also respecting their decision. And then you just say, you basically say it like that and say, what I want is for you to be happy. If I'm not doing it, then like this isn't going to work. And then that's when you need to give, give them the space and leave it at that leave out all your feelings on the table let them know how you feel that's that's the right time to be vulnerable let them all out let them know how you feel and then take a step back and don't go chasing them wait for them to come back to you because if you deal with it like that they're gonna be like oh god like he's strong like he's he he understands like he was so calm in that he was so like respectful and calm like he loves me and he's calm and strong and that is a very attractive position to be in. They're going to find you more attractive than you were before. You've just reaffirmed it to them, their attraction to you. And then that like, as opposed to manipulating them into thinking that they're making the wrong decision, which is a lot of the, a lot of the time what happens is you try and use your words. And this is when communication, being a really good communicator, you can use negatively and be a bit of a, a con artist is manipulating them with your words to making them feel like breaking up with you is the wrong thing to do and making them feel like you, um, they're nothing without you and stuff, which is really toxic and, and horrible. And, um, yeah, I, I think if you keep doing that, it's only a matter of time that the bre- end up, the breakup's going to end. It's just going to drag along and it's going to be more fights and more sad times. Mm. And you've got to also realize it's like, if they want to break up with you, even if like you end up convincing him or her to get back with you, that relationship's always going to be tarnished. Like they're not going to look at you the same. They're going to resent the fact that you that you convince them into getting back back with you. So it's like if you if you are just authentic, you you tell them how you feel. You you're super understanding about the way they feel as well. But then on top of that, like the most important thing, you get back to your mission. Like, if you get back to your mission after you guys break up, like, straight away, that's the first thing you do. And your mission doesn't have to be your career. Like, it can be whatever you're passionate about, whatever you want to do. If you if you demonstrate that you have something, some sort of purpose, some sort of reason why, they're always going to be more attracted to you. And at the end of the day, it's like, 
great. They might be more attracted like to you after you've gotten back on your mission, but you probably also realize that you don't even want to be with them anymore. Yeah, well, you can't have, <laughs> like, like, you can't do all of these things with the impression to make them more attractive to you and get back at them and make sure that they want to come back. I've also seen a lot of questions you guys have been asking me on my Instagram polls is, is like, how do I make my ex um, regret breaking up with me? Or how, how do I make my ex come back to me and, and want me and stuff? And it's like, that's not what you want to do. You focus on you. You focus on <clears throat> leveling up in your life getting all the things that you've always wanted and achieving the life you want to live. And the people are going to be attracted to that. And like, you can't hang on to the past and, and things that have happened like your ex, take it as a lesson, learn from it and use that as fuel to, to move forward. Don't hang on to the fact that she's going to come back into your life. Like that's the last thing you should do. Exactly. And like, I've had, quite a few people in my circle that have said to me like oh we broke up something happened like I don't know there was some sort of situation that was the catalyst for them breaking up and like especially if there was doubts before that my response is always like great like that's awesome because at the end of the day if there was ever doubts before that and that and something happened which was a catalyst awesome like you guys can both move on like yeah. there's so much better shit that you can move on to so it's like 100 percent. yeah i never i never see that as a bad thing yeah it's funny there was a um there was a message on my instagram <laughs> saying and i responded to it and and they were saying that mate my my ex has blocked me on everything um what should i do i'm like mate <laughs> great <laughs> I am so pumped for you. That is awesome because you know what that means? That means that you can't message her even if you want to. All the temptations of checking her story, you can't even do it. All of a sudden, the move on process is so much easier. You need to be able to see all the positives in any negative situation. Of course, you want to be with her. You miss her. I know this. I understand this. But use that as a, as a, as a take that as an appreciation, like thank her. Thank you for blocking me because I am trying to move on from you and I am really struggling. So the fact that you blocked me, I appreciate it because that's taken me one step closer to getting over you because I can't even see your life. I can't see what you're doing. I can't be updated on all the other guys and girls that you're hanging out with and all the places you're partying. I don't get the temptations to search your name late at night when I'm lonely. Thank you. Take it as a lesson. Move on. Yeah. And it's a pretty powerful spot to be in when you can flip it from being blocked is a good thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Like this is just a note. Like if, if we ever break up, like whoever it is, like you're getting unfollowed straight away. Cause like, I don't, I don't want to see what, what you're doing. Um, Cause yeah, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, you can actually, you can um, digest it all yourself without being yeah. um, too emote or like having like external emotions come in from seeing all these different and even if it's not even an unfollow you can mute their notifications and, and their yeah. stories and their posts exactly. and like it's a really powerful thing to do because until you get over it and if you get to a point where like it's been a couple of years have gone by it, it it really is an ex and you've you've gotten over that breakup you can see her stuff like it's, hmm. it's fine exactly. like as long as you have and it's and it's you versus you here. Like, don't let anyone else say that it's time to follow her back. It's it's you. As soon as you feel comfortable following her back, 
if that's what you want, then go for it. Like if it ended mutually and you really like this person, she's a great or he's great and amazing and you're going to see him around, you've got similar friends, like, yeah, if, if it doesn't bother you, follow her, fine, that, that's great. Check out her stuff. But when it's that rocky period and it's really affecting you, like you can't be seeing her stuff. Her siblings, you can't be seeing their stuff because they're always together. Like you've got to be, you've got to be really careful with what you're consuming because when you're trying to go to, get over a breakup, the last thing you want is the person that you're trying to get over keep popping up in your life. Hundred percent. How do you feel about seeing seeing your ex? Like for someone that's yeah, in a position that they don't want to see their ex. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase. Like you, it's a fresh breakup. Like. Yeah, like how how should I don't know? Like maybe they both the the opposite wants to yeah catch up with you. How do you feel you should navigate it? I have a confession to make. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty big confession, and the reality is 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 I feel like everyone can own up to this, but we cave, we cave in, and and like I like a lot of the time. You're in a relationship, for the most part, you, your girlfriend is your best, guy friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, is your best friend while you're together. And so like you spend the most time with them, you spend more time with them than anyone else. They're your best friend, you know each other more than anyone else knows you guys. And then when you break up, you lose, you don't just lose your partner, like you lose all the plans you had together, all the hopes you had for the future, you lose your best friend yeah. and that is what hurts. And so when you end on good terms, it's not always a good thing because you end on good terms, you're still in each other's life, you're still there for each other, you still want to share all the good things that have happened in the relate uh, all the good things that are happening in your life, you still want to share all of them. And so it drags on. It drags on quite a lot. And yeah, the confession is that we broke up and I still kept hanging out with her um one-on-one would hang out um yeah like no regrets but for me i i feel like for me i was like as long as i am fine with it it's not affecting me then i'm still fine with hanging out with her um and and yeah and and for me there was certain times where i'd hang out with her and it was completely fine i would come home it would be all good but then there was times where the 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 line was where stepped over the line and like we, I've told, spoken to you about this where it's like, okay, no, that was too close, too much relationship-like things happened and that was a hard one for me to go through. I've learned from that. Let's not do that anymore. And so, yeah, I mean, how do you cope with get, moving on from them and not seeing them when you want to? It's like, it's depending on how you're feeling and don't trick yourself. Like, yeah. like. A lot of the, for the most part, you can't see them. You've just got to, you got to move on. Um, yeah. And, and figure out why you're doing those things. That's something you keep asking me as well. It's like, why are you hanging out with it? What are you trying to get out of this? It's Intentions. Like, yeah. What's your yeah. intention for this? And what are the repercussions for mm. doing it too? And you ask me these great questions, which is really good because it makes me think because love and, and your emotions, a lot of the time you talk with them. And you get in, you get caught in this bubble of oh no it's going to be okay because you like you you're in love so like that's why you you do these things for sure. Mm. I think the lesson there as well though is that like 
you didn't beat yourself up about it. Like, yeah, we all make mistakes. We all do things that might not be the best for us, but it's like, I feel like you've learned from that. Like, you also don't actively, like, pursue going to, like, reach out to her or, like, and I'm sure you probably won't do that in the future as well because you kind of felt the pain that comes from, like, the overstep that yeah. you mentioned. So it's like, I think for that's the most important thing, learning. For sure. But also, I'm in a pretty cool position where I've done so much reflection on the relationship, all the things that have been so amazing about it. And I've done so much, like, appreciation for her and what she's done for me. And it's so funny. I, I had a trip with Stradie with all, all the boys early this year. And we did this mushroom trip and, um, and like, and, and like we, we did some mushrooms and all of these emotions and it all unpacked and I had this massive awakening and it's so funny. Uh, my friend Louis filmed it, recorded it on voice memos on his phone while we're going through this thing. And, and at nearly an hour later, he had filmed this whole conversation of me pouring my heart out <clears throat> and it unpacked a lot of what, like reasons to why I do certain things today like certain tough times I went through in school and that's the reason why I want to help people today um, and it unpacked a lot of these wise underlying things that I had in my upbringing that has shaped me to the person I am today and in the end of that I brought up my ex and all the amazing things that she did for me and I was listening to it literally yesterday for the first time since it happened in March and it was reflecting on all of the, like, how much of a role she's played in, in my life. And there's been that much appreciation for her and just seeing her journey, how far she's come, that there's, like, so much more appreciation than anything else. And so for me, I feel so comfortable hanging out with her now. I don't actually feel like there's many dramas. Like, when I saw her before she left, um, it was so good just being able to, like, send her off, wish her all the best with everything and like that was so good and so i feel like maybe my process of getting over it and being in a position where i'm comfortable to hang out with them has accelerated a lot more than usual but i think that's come down to the effort and the amount of work i've put in myself post breakup um to unpack all of that and turn all the negatives into positives and appreciation and love as opposed to any animosity and negativity what do you think you kind of purpose and like your reason why has helped because like I know like as soon as you because obviously I've, I've been here through your whole breakup so it's like yeah what I've noticed is like the fact that you got straight to your mission like I think that's helped so much like you tell me do you reckon it has it's been the the primary factor um and and this is why I want, I want to teach people on how to do this because like you need to have something that you're focused on and something that is aligned with your mission and your purpose because when you're doing that thing that is aligned to your mission and purpose, you are inspired. Your mind is absorbed by this thing. You love doing it. It's an amazing feeling. You're getting, you're getting progression in career or whatever your purpose may be and that is an inspiring thing. And not only is it inspiring, it, it instills hope. It instills confidence in yourself because you know that you're going to get to that place that you want to get to and you're progressing day by day. You're getting closer to it. And so if anything, what the breakup did to me was realize that 
okay, maybe I was, maybe it was the wrong time. Maybe this is a blessing. Maybe I actually need all my attention on me and getting me to the place that I want to get to support all the people around me, my family, do all the things I've always wanted to do and achieve before letting, giving so much of my energy to someone else. And so it was like an, an amazing realization. I guess a part where a lot of people can get lost is they don't have that mission and purpose. So they get out of this breakup and they don't know what they're living for. And it's a really sad place to be in, but a lot of people are in it. But it's because they get out of it and a lot of the time their purpose and mission was associated with their partner. I want to get married with this person. I want to have kids with this person. I want to be a mum to these kids. I want to live in this house with this person. I want to uh, do all these things. And it's like your mission is not tied to yourself. It's tied to your relationship. So when you lose that, you lose your mission as well and your purpose. And so that's where a lot of people sit. And so, yeah, I think it's really important to unpack what your purpose is for your life. Dig deep. There's different processes that I've gone through that help me get them, get get those answers out of me. But a lot of the time it comes down to what's happened in your childhood. What are different things that you lacked as a kid or as growing up that you want abundance of in, when you're older? And finding what that is. Do, do, what are your thoughts on purpose and, and mission and how important that plays in terms of your happiness as well? Well, like you've got to realize you can't ever tie the way you feel to someone. Like you can't have that as an external thing. Because it's like at the end of the day, like if we tie how we feel to an external object, person, whatever it is, like it's 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 something that's finite. Like we can, that can always be lost. So I think your purpose, your mission, it, it should be something that you kind of feel from within. And like, once you find what that is, like no matter what happens, you could, that's why like you hear about so many stories of like people going completely broke, like they lose everything. And, and like, let's say before they were like super rich, super successful, they lose everything. And then it's like s super quickly, they're back to where they started, back to where they were before they lost it all. And it's like one of the reasons for that is because, I mean, they know like they haven't tied their external objects to the way they feel. They still feel like a rich person. They feel like someone that attracts, yeah, wealth. And like I, I feel like obviously, yeah, like manifestation is so important for that. But like obviously, like if you're manifesting what's right, and sticking to your purpose and your reason why i think that's such a yeah such a way to feel positive about what what's happening in your life and going through a breakup uh can typically be the the, the fuel to that fire mm. and you can have that underlying purpose and drive but it gets put to the back burner when you get in a relationship because you get distracted if you take me for an example since i've gone through the breakup I went all in on myself, like all in on myself to the point where I like invest every penny I possibly have into my software company I'm launching and, and myself, leave, leave a, a good paying job, focus all in on my business and my personal brand and, and just me as a whole, dialed in with my training, dialed in with my, with my diet, putting me first in a sense. And all of a sudden you see when your back's against the wall and you give it all, everything you got, 
you just start to see the most insane progression ever. And that's what's happened when you, you fast track. It's like, like went, went through this breakup and I was like, first thing left the job. And then I was like, let's go on a holiday. I need to clear the head because it's about to get, it's about to ramp up. It's about to ramp up really quick. So let's get away while I get a chance. Went to Thailand for a week, eight days by myself, solo trip with a pen and paper and just explored and had such an amazing time. And that just fueled me up. I was ready and I was itching to get back. And then when I get back here, it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And like, it's safe to say that both of us since that day, since returning back here and since you being here is like, all, it's all systems go. And we've both just seen so much growth. And for me personally, I don't know about you, but for me personally, it stemmed from the breakup. Mm. It's like being able to see how, to like turn such a, a, a painful situation into something so amazing that is going to shape me and accelerate my, my life and career. Mm. Yeah. I guess that's just such an amazing lesson. Like, if, if you do go through a, a super negative breakup or not even, a, I shouldn't even use the word negative, but if you go through a breakup that's super tough at the time, it's like you've got to realize there's always going to be something better on the other side of that. And like, I know I've experienced that recently. Um, like, yeah, th there's been some things that haven't gone my way, but on the back end of that, like, yeah, it, it's been amazing. Like I've gotten some amazing growth, amazing results recently, especially like with, with my business and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just when those hard times are happening, just realize like there's there's always going to be something good on the other end. But the, the hard times is what make the story even more amazing, right? Mm. It's like you need to have all the, the bad times make a, a good sto a story good. Because if there's no, if it's all sunshine and rainbows, then like the story's not entertaining because it's not like polar opposites. You haven't been somewhere bad and ended up somewhere good. You've just been somewhere good and stayed good. Mm. And so you need to have those bad times and the more bad times and the more severe the bad times are, the more amazing the story is. When we all know we're going to get to this goal, the more hard times, the more setbacks we have, we're just like, that's just pain in the story, baby. Mm. That's going to make my book even better. Yeah. Like when I read this, when I read those pages on stage in front of a bunch of people touring with this book, that's going to be way more compelling, way more amazing, way more inspiring. And I'm going to be able to educate, inspire and guide more people because of that hard time. And when you can flip it on its head like that and turn the really hard time into knowing and the into more confidence and fuel because you know it's going to be more amazing. On there's more light at the end of the tunnel. It's a very very powerful spot to be in. Yeah, and on that, like, there's this amazing quote that I really love. It's if you are to think of like a video game character, for instance, you don't want the video game character that hasn't been through any like trying times or any difficult, I guess, processes, because like. That character, if they haven't gone through those tough times, if they haven't had the ability to level up themselves, go through those really trying times, like they're going to be weak. They don't have the skill sets. Yeah, they don't have the skill sets. They yeah. don't have the strength. They don't have the persistence. So it's like if you can put yourself through those trying times, if you can, yeah, like if you've got your back against, your, against, your, against the wall, like if you can keep going and believe in yourself, like that, that's what, 
Yeah. Well, picture that you're building your own character. Mm. And if you were to look at the ideal character, what does it look like? You would want all those traits in your character, right? You would want resilience. You'd want confidence. Like you'd want determination and you'd want grit and, and you'd want a strong mind. That in your, If you look at your ideal character, you would want all of those traits. But for you to earn those traits, you need to go through the hard times because that's how you earn that badge. So if you put yourself in that future self shoes, that character, your ideal character you're building in this video game, if you want all those traits, the thing tied to those traits are the hard times. Exactly. So every time you go through a hard time, you can switch it just building my character it's strong it's strengthening the character leveling up the character i'm going to be unstoppable go through even more hard of a time oh my god think about the the yang to this yin it's like <laughs> that's even higher mm. it's like it the, the pendulum swings up here right now and we've just swung all the way around to the bad and we're about to go all the way back up so even higher even higher before, yeah yeah, well, it's, it's hit a little rock on the bottom and that rock's got a, like an elastic band attached to it and it's just like slinged it back. <laughs> and it's going to be like so far and beyond what you ever would have expected because of the hard times. But you have to allow that to be a thing in your mind. You need to know in your head, you can't have the disbelief that that can't be a possibility. You need to know that the bad time is going to come with the good. You can't just expect, you can't just have in your head, oh, I'm going through a tough time and dwell in that tough time. Mm. Because if you're in a rut right now, the only person that's going to get you out of that rut is yourself. And if you yourself is down and negative and don't have any belief that you're going to be able to make it out, how do you expect to get out the other side anytime soon? No one else is helping you out. It's just you. Because you're the one that when you're here, it's the pillow, you're, you're going to be there every single night. And so you need to have the belief in yourself. You need to, be, you need to have the self-belief and self-confidence to really have that mastery in your life. Mm. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to believe in you as much as you, you should for yourself. Because, like, yeah, at the end of the day, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anyone else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been talking a lot about quotes online. And it's really interesting hearing people's thoughts on which ones they like better. Um, you get a lot of comments about like, oh, I love, I love these quotes, the ones that do really well. A lot of the times they're the sad ones. And so I did a poll on my Instagram and I asked if people liked the sad quotes or if they wanted more of the positive ones because they did a hard-hitting quote where I flipped it on its head and started talking about a positivity where I ran into the sunset and I got such an amazing response. So I did this poll and it was about 65, 70% people liked the sad, 30, 35% uh, liked me doing the positive ones and it made them smile. And I had this thought and I was thinking like, people are going through a hard time, but they want the sad stuff to, to, to in a sense, drown it, them in the hard time even more to some degree as opposed to flipping it on its head and um, and having something positive so that it gets their mind off the sad time. And it's a really interesting thought. And I was reflecting on it because I was making sure that I was giving doing good to the world um, with the sad stuff. And I genuinely think it is. I think, I think it's not drowning them in it more. It's bringing out their emotions and making them realize things. I think it's it's making them... Yeah, it's making them see like more clear. 
because they're thinking about the problem more and I'm, and I'm, and I'm posting thought provoking quotes that is making them think. And the way I can uh, like agree to that, agree to this thought I have is by reading all my, all my DMS and reading how amazing the, the, the transformations and how much I've helped them. And like, the most mind-blowing messages I never thought I would have ever got. So thank you all like so much for all those messages because I didn't know the effect I was having until I got all of them. So thank you so much. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think being able to have that balance of the sad and the good, the sad making they can realize what's going on and make them think about the problems and hopefully help them resolve it. But then have the good so that I can make them, if they're feeling sad, make them smile and laugh and, and, put those good endorphins into them that they really need. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think you're helping so many people and I'm excited to to see like your more in-depth processes come out because I know that's something that you've been putting a lot, a lot of work into. So I'm excited to see that. And Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think, I think the, there's a lot of people that I can, I can help and it's confidence in myself knowing that the way I've dealt with certain hard times that, and, and grief that a lot of people I would hope can get a lot of value from when they're in a little bit of a rut and they are in a, in a tough time. So hopefully that's something um, that I can get out to the world very soon and, and, and hopefully expand my education capacity to people and, and help people on that front. You've been doing some interesting stuff. We're talking about a lot about communication and you've been doing a lot of work with your clients um, in terms of helping scale their businesses with with sales training which is so exciting and so amazing like walk me through your emotion when you when you teach people the sales it's like getting a message back saying that oh my god like you've just made me i couldn't even book in a client before this and all of a sudden i booked in for today like thank you so much like all the money aside the feeling of helping someone like that how, how does that feel amazing like honestly i didn't expect that it would make me feel like that like i mean a big reason for what i do originally was yeah i mean money like that's a big thing for me but like at the end of the day as well another just as important thing is also providing value too and it's like when i feel that i've provided that value like that's gonna be the best thing like i've ever it also (laughs) gives you confidence in what you're selling right it gives you like it gives you fuel to the fire because when you're putting, and this is the thing about business, is you're putting so much effort into this thing, but you're going to have these self-doubts and these doubts that you're not going to provide the value that you're charging all the time. And when you get testimonials and you, and you really help people, you go, oh my God, this is fair exchange. Like I am helping people like for way more than what I'm charging. Like they are getting way more bang for their buck. And that is amazing because they're confident that um, I'm going to be able to help them. I'm confident I'm going to be able to help them. And they're going to feel the need because they're getting such a good deal. They're going to feel the need to spread the word with their, with their network. So it's a win, win, win because you're helping, you're helping them fair exchange. They're helping you by paying you. And they're also spreading the word and helping, helping get more people involved. So more people can get helped and it's a snowball effect. And that, all stands from getting good results for your clients that's right and that's what i even tell my clients as well because like i've i work with like a lot of coaches and things like that and it's like at the end of the day like one of the biggest things that i like help my clients with is just maybe like getting out 
get, helping them get out of their limiting beliefs. Because it's like, at the end of the day, they need to realize, and especially if they provide value, which they all do, that if they're providing value for this customer, just because you're feeling as though you're maybe trying to sell them too much, it's like, at the end of the day, without you helping them overcome their limiting beliefs, like, nothing's going to change with that customer. So it's like, yeah, you might be selling them. You might be, yeah, persuading them to do something that they thought they didn't want to do originally. But that doesn't mean that it's not the best thing for them. So it's yeah, like... It's having that confidence yeah. in what you're doing is ethical. And we're going to a, a sales boot camp in, in a couple of months, uh, next month actually. Mm. Um, and it's SWISH and it's selling with... An, it's, an, it's, an, it's, an, it's an acronym for selling with integrity and selling honestly. And this is all tying back down to communication, right? And this is why we do this stuff, investing into ourselves, into our communication skills so that we can master the art of communication, which is one of the most important skill sets you, you can have in, in both of our opinions. And selling with integrity and selling honestly. It could not get better than that because if something's not right for a client, I'm going to tell them it's not right. I'm not going to sell them into it. It's selling ethically and with integrity and that's a really powerful thing because sales gets flooded, business gets flooded. There's always people trying to scam people. And when you can really learn the, the way to sell like with ethic, with like ethically and authentically and know that I'm selling it to you because I'm going to bring way more value than what you're paying, you're in a powerful position. And the testimonials remind you of that, which is exactly. so amazing. Yeah, 100%. And I want to digress a little. So let's just talk about like, managing a team and how communication comes into that because i know like both you and i we're obviously going to be managing a team like um so yeah like talk me through like whether communication is is important even when you manage a team it's so important uh i think the funny thing about managers is a lot of the time management get promoted right they get promoted through they were doing something before and then they get promoted and now they're managing the people that are doing what they used to do and communication in, as a manager is so, so important. And what you find is a lot of people that are managers turn from being a leader into a manager. The reason they got promoted to be a, a manager is because they were quite good at what they did in the team and they kind of led the team. And then they're, they're like, okay, he could serve as a manager. So then they become a manager. But what happens is they turn from being a leader where when they're in the team, they're helping everyone else out by sharing their wins. They're leading from the front by getting the best results and people are striving to get those results. And they go from this character that people in the team love, look up to, you're really close with, to becoming a manager where instead of being a leader, they're telling the team what to do. And it's, yeah. I think, I think it's really important to be able to master communication as a manager. My old boss at Fears, Wade, was the absolute best at it. He never, ever told me what to do. He told me what he's done in the past and what's worked and what hasn't, but he would never tell me what to do. And that was all in the way he communicated. He firstly understood psychology and he read 
my way of learning and adapted to that. And then with other people in the team, he adapted and, and taught them a different way, whatever they wanted to do, but then communicated that the way and spoke like the things I wanted to hear and the way I can sit back and respect him and not create what we spoke about earlier with that um, teacher and, and, divide. and that divide within a relationship. It's the same as soon as a manager gets promoted, he gets a chip on his shoulder, or he or she gets a chip on his shoulder and tries to talk down, talk, talk mm. down, tell everyone else below why he's better than them in a sense. Mm. And it's that ma same divide where it's naturally you resent your teachers at school, it's naturally you're gonna resent your boss and your managers, unless you can master that, that way of managing, which exactly. in a sense is not being a manager, it's being a leader. Yeah. Which a lot of the time you're already doing in the team before you get promoted, you're being a leader, you're doing, you have characteristics of a leader, then it changes to a manager when you're a manager. Exactly. And I think the lack of ability to communicate effectively is where a lot of resentment like comes from. Like all of this stems from, like if, if you are creating that divide between obviously either your employees or yeah, just anyone that's in your team or in your immediate surroundings, it's because you're not communicating properly. Because like at the end of the day, if you're being your authentic self and you also know how to communicate, there shouldn't be any reason why someone resents you for that because it's like you're just being yourself. So the the divide or all, all the difference between that is because you can't communicate effectively enough. Yeah, for sure. And understanding decision-making psychology behind people and how certain things you do make them feel. And that's obviously a big part about communication is like understanding why you're saying certain things to certain people um, because they're going to be more like acceptive of what you're saying based on who you're speaking to you need to be able to pivot that and so yeah whole lot of communication we've been talking about today hopefully you guys got value from this yeah. um i feel like it's been a great discussion we've spoken a lot about relationships past experiences what we've done that's worked really well but also just things that we've entrenched and, and learned and educated ourselves on and then alongside excelling in in career where we can you know, use communication to our advantage in so many areas of our life. It's not just relationships. It's not just business. It's life as a whole. We're using communication every single day and it's one of the most important characteristics we have. So I think this chat we've had, we've been speaking for about an hour and hopefully we've brought a lot of value to, to you guys. Let us know in the comments what your thoughts are. Yeah. Awesome chat. Awesome chat, mate. And that Good is stuff, episode though. one of the, the Modern, Modern Blueprint, Blueprint. Thank you guys for tuning in. There's episodes every single week. So tune in next week and check out episode two. Lots of love to you all. <laughs> and see you later. Peace. See you guys.